This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to The Weekly. Welcome to this week's episode of The Weekly by Retail Insider. I'm Lee Rippett, and I'm joined with the Editor-in-Chief of Retail Insider, Craig Patterson, to discuss this week's most read articles on retail-insider.com. So thanks for joining me, Craig. Hello, everyone. Now, we're currently recording on July the 5th, 2020. And uh, the popular article we wanted to go through for this podcast is coming out of Montreal, and it's Holt Renfrew Ogilvy opening all six retail levels. Now, stepping back in time, Retail Insider had an article in April 2019 that had two of the retail levels opening after a massive renovation that's underway. Uh, now, fast forwarding to 2020, the rest of the retail floors are now opening up for the public. So that is a major uh, event for the Canadian retail world. So that's why we wanted to be able to talk about it in this podcast. But before we get there, um, unless you're in Montreal, you probably don't know a lot about Holt Renfrew and Ogilvy because there isn't another one in, in, in elsewhere in Canada. So Craig, could you give our listeners a little bit of, of background on that? Because I don't think a lot of people know. That's right. In 2011, the Selfridges Group, which is the parent company to Holt Renfrew, bought Ogilvy in Montreal. And uh, we weren't sure what was going to happen, but eventually they announced that they would be merging the two stores together. So hmm. uh, Holt Renfrew, which uh, has uh, had its store on Sherbrooke Street, which is about two blocks north of the Ogilvy building, uh, had been there since 1937. Uh, has now closed permanently and they've uh, expanded the Ogilvy building into about 250,000 square feet and it's now called Holt Renfrew Ogilvy. Yeah. Well, and again, like fast forwarding through till today, this article is going through uh, a lot of photos on every single floor. So if you haven't had a chance to actually read the article, do because there's some beautiful photos that kind of will explain what we're talking about. But uh, just going back in time, Craig, I remember that those two floors had opened like I mentioned earlier. So this is opening up of everything else. Is that right? That's right. And the basement had opened and a little bit of the first floor, um, which is the ground floor here, as we say in North America. It gets confusing because in Europe, when you say first floor, it means what we would call the second floor. Yeah, yeah. no, it's confusing. <laughs> but yeah, well, let's start going through the article from bottom to top then. Are you okay? Yeah, with that? Let's do it. Absolutely. Uh, the main floor luxury concession hall is what we called it in the article. Now, back in April um, 2019, we did talk about this already. So has there been any notable change from then to now that you wanted to highlight as they've opened up the rest of the store? Definitely. Um, I, I was there last spring when uh, the store uh, opened some of its concessions on the main floor. So they, they continue to open into the fall, including Chanel. We reported on that. Um, so what we see now is Gucci's opened this crazy looking store with uh, um, it's got green and yellow checkered flooring. I don't know if that's permanent, but it looks really unique. And there's no other Gucci shop in Canada that has it. Uh, Louis Vuitton has opened uh, its boutique. It's over 30, 3,300 square feet. Uh, Hermes has opened a 2,800 square foot shop. Christian Dior opened uh, um, a fairly comprehensive women's boutique on the main floor, including clothing as well as bags and uh, accessories and whatnot. Um, Saint Laurent and Fendi have not opened yet, but they will be coming. Um, construction, you know, it's just a bit of a delay there, but uh, very, very impressive first floor. So, uh, you know, it's uh, and, and really what it is, is kind of a, it's a it's almost like a, it's a luxury shopping center. Almost. This is one of the things that we see with some of these higher end department stores in uh, places like, say, Europe and Asia, where they'll actually have a dedicated level that 
is almost like walking into a very, very high-end mall where some of these super brands will be located. And in this case, there's 11 of those on the main floor of uh, Holt Renfrew yeah. Ogilvy in Montreal. And when I take a look at those 11 luxury super brands that you were mentioning, um, the main concession hall has the usual suspects like Tiffany, Prada, Chanel, Dior, so on and so forth. I was surprised to see, let's say David Yearman and well, not to poo poo that brand at all. And they do have an awesome brand too. But uh, when I play the name association game in my mind and I see Louis Vuitton, I automatically go, go Burberry. Um, Burberry's on the third floor. It's not on the first. So I was wondering if there's more of a pay to play situation going on or if there was a, like another strategy that was afoot that is going uh, on. I mean, the brand has to be very top notch. Uh, but also, um, I, I did have some insider information into that. Uh, it was very much negotiations. They uh, had basically a floor plan. They were working with the brands saying, you know, how much space would you like? There was a lot of back and forth. Mm. Uh, um, Burberry was very much trying to get a space there, I was told. I won't say by who, uh, but someone in the company that I know. Um, obviously, things didn't work out. Uh, Burberry is certainly upstairs, uh, including has a, there's a women's shop uh, on the third floor. And uh, I would assume handbags on the second floor. I'd have to check on that. But uh, it, it was tough because even though the store is about 250,000 square feet, which is by far the largest luxury store in Canada. Um, each floor plate is about 40,000 square feet. And, you know, I guess you can only fit so much in there when brands like Chanel take over 3,000 square feet yeah. to, in one go. Fair. Uh, but is this more of a Montreal specific issue that you're just kind of mentioning right now? Or is, like when you take a look at the other markets, like let's say Vancouver, which is more prolific in its luxury, is it having the same kind of issues? Yes, yes. Um, so Vancouver, I believe, actually, well, I know Vancouver does have more. Yeah. Um, uh, the main floor, which I think is over 60,000 square feet, it's it's quite vast. Uh they were able to take that entire floor and essentially make it, uh, you know, a concessioned area for, for bags and jewelry. They, they do have some whole ran through brands in there like uh, Azadina Laya that, uh, uh, you know, are not concessions in terms of being leased spaces for the brands. But the vast majority of that floor is brand. Dunning. Well, when I take a look at the Vancouver one, it makes sense, especially with the Asia market here, that we would have pretty much every single banner like brand over here. Is there anything that is special that is in Montreal that wouldn't be at the Yorkdale or the Vancouver locations? Good question. I mean, Montreal has uh, L'Espace de Haute, which is a, uh, a pop-up space on the main floor that rotates. Um, they don't have quite the same thing in Mont well, any other Holt Renfrew store, as far as I'm aware. But um, in terms of the brands that are um, yeah. in Holt Renfrew Ogilvy there, um, they would be available I think every single one of them in Vancouver, at okay. least, and uh, certainly a lot of them on Bloor Street as well in Toronto. And uh, I, again, the Montreal market, even though it has this beautiful store, um, it would, you know, Montreal would be number three in Canada in terms of luxury brand sales. Um, I, I'm assuming it's probably higher than Calgary at this point. Okay. Well, and we did talk about the uh, pop-up space just a little bit briefly there. Um, when I was looking at some of the photos there, it looks a little, um, well not as at the same caliber as the other super brands that are there. Like they had like, you know, uh, plywood boxes that had Holt Renfrew Ogilvy looks like burnt or on the side. So, you know, hopefully that gets a little spruced up at whatever is going to be popping up there. But it's kind of interesting that they reserve some space for a pop up on the main floor versus um, let's say getting Burberry in there. It's an expensive piece of real estate that they've taken for that pop-up retail. Um, I think that it was Holt Renfrew Ogilvy's opportunity to 
to really showcase something. But um, if the brands on that floor do the sales that I think they would expect to do, that would be very, very expensive real estate for a pop-up space. I mean, they could uh, probably have put uh, a luxury brand in there that uh, would have done, you know, into the millions of dollars a year in sales, perhaps in that space, if, you know, shoppers in Montreal do come out and shop at the store. So, um, I mean, at the same time, you don't want a store just to be all brands and have nothing else in it, you know, to, to bring people in. But in the case of, you know, the ground floor, like I said, it's, it's really the most valuable real estate in the store. And, uh, uh, it makes sense to you know profile your most high profile brands and your best real yeah. estate essentially fair enough well and moving off the the main floor i think we've spoke for almost nine minutes on that already but um uh, the second floor it has shoes bags jewelry contemporary women's wear and so on so do you want to take us through that i think forty thousand square foot space just to kind of see what's like special there versus let's say the first floor yeah, yeah. The second floor, I believe, as well as about 40,000 square feet in total. Oh, and, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So they've broken up uh, the floor into a few different departments. So um, they've got women's shoes, which I'm sure is going to be very, very popular. Um, they have more handbags uh, and accessories on the second floor. I'll, t- I'll talk about that in a second. Uh, the jewelry departments are primarily on the on the second floor and some contemporary women's fashions and a restaurant. So they've they've packed lots of stuff onto the second floor. Yeah. Well, and I'm looking at the 60 or 4,600 square foot like footwear hall, and that's going to be a hit with a lot of people, I'm assuming. But yeah, yeah. So you've got the shoe department there. It's interesting. They've got uh, a Christian Louboutin uh, concession. So Christian Louboutin actually runs the shop. It looks quite big from the photos. Again, I haven't been there uh, with COVID-19. I haven't been to Montreal. Otherwise, I would have taken a trip over to check it out myself. Um, they've got a boutique space for Gucci and Roger Vivier, which I think every Holt Renfrew store has a Roger Vivier shop. And mm. uh, Gucci, because uh, I was in Calgary a while ago and they had one there. Uh, not Gucci, but they have the Gucci shoes uh, in other stores. But yeah, they've got uh, areas and then they're going, they've got like um, uh, kind of shopping stores or walls, whatever you want to call it, that are branded. And they've got Manola Blanick. And then they're bringing in uh, shop areas for Prada, Dior and Saint Laurent women's shoes as well. It's just not quite finished again with construction and whatnot. So, but pretty soon those will be open too. And then there's other brands in there too, like Valentino and Givenchy and Jimmy Choo and all the other fancy brands that you'll find for shoes for women at Holt Renfrew. And that's, the footwear department, essentially. And it looks like there's a private shopping salon there on that floor as well. Yeah, apparently a little one. Uh, it's hidden, so I, I guess. That's what Maxime was saying. Uh, uh, they've got a jewelry department in there, and it's it's got a Gucci shop, and then it's got some other jewelry brands the whole Renfrew carries. I'm not as familiar with them, but Quilin, uh, which apparently is very popular with Chinese shoppers, um, Anita Coe's, uh, Suzanne Kalin, um, Riposi. Uh, I wasn't, again, as familiar with these brands. Um, Whole Renfrew started to carry very high-end jewelry, but it's been only in the last few years. So, And there's a restaurant on the second floor. It looks stunning. It's called uh, Cafe Holt. And there's photos in the article, and it is just uh, what a beautiful space. I mean, the new restaurants that Whole Renfrew is opening, are they're all really beautiful. So this is... Uh, Definitely a stunning space with all kinds of windows looking out over the street. When I am just looking at the floor plan again, we went through the main floor, the second floor. Um, The third floor just looks like it has the more ultra high end. Yeah, there's a vast assortment of brands on the third floor. Uh, Many of the world's top luxury brands have shopping stores and some of these are concessions. So um, Acris, I don't believe is a concession, but Brunello Cuccinelli is there. 
Um, a Burberry women's shop is there. Uh, you've got uh, Ballman, which I don't think is a concession. Well, it's not. Um, Miu Miu, which is owned by Prada, as well as Prada, which I don't think is opened yet. Technically, that boutique, it will. Um, a Balenciaga women's boutique, Saint Laurent, Valentino, Givenchy, Gucci. Um, I probably shouldn't go on. There's a lot of them, There's but a lot it's, of them, yeah. and that's the thing is it's, it's a very vast area with many, uh, tremendous brands. So, uh, women in Montreal are going to, you know, if they want to spend a lot of money and, and find designer goods, there's really no other place to go in Montreal at this point in terms of, uh, the overall selection. So not everything on the third floor is super expensive though. Um, there are some contemporary brands. Oh, which is interesting. Um, Maxime again had noted that Gani, I think that's how you pronounce it. Maybe it's not. And Bash, which we reported on recently, had it, having opened a store in Toronto in Montreal pretty in, in this uh, end of the summer. Um, they're on the third floors. And there's a area I saw with Wolford um, Hosiery, which is a Austrian hosiery brand. There's also an area for the H Project, which all of the whole Renfrew stores have. And uh, um, each project is basically a pop-up space where they'll bring in different designers from around the world and like a whole bunch of them at once. And like one of them was called Uncrate India, where they brought in uh, various brands uh, from India. Another one was called Uncrate Africa. Uh, again, they had, you know, different brands and products uh, from Africa and they describe the H project as being uh, it's it's connecting consumers, causes and communities to inspire a new generation of purposeful luxury and drive positive change in the world. So, um, you know, they've got very nice messaging there. And it's it's nice that Holt Renfrew is doing that. And they're not just, you know, carrying a bunch of super brands and nothing else. So it is a bit of a diversity to the store. But and they've placed it on the third floor, which really, you know, overwhelmingly is a luxury floor uh, for, for the store. So that does, that does give each project, uh, you know, a fairly good prominence, I guess you would say, um, being located in amongst those brands, because um, typically in these multi-level department stores set up like Holt Renfrew Ogilvy, usually you'll have a designer floor that will be just designers. Um, I think the floor plate for Holt Renfrew Ogilvy in this case was so large on this floor that, you know, they kind of split things up a little bit but i'm just thinking over the years the stores like say neiman marcus in chicago or Saks, or you know they'll have the entire floor will basically just be these you know super brands and very expensive products so um, there is a little more diversity within mm. holt for ogilvy well i'm kind of concerned about the diversity factor of the third floor because <laughs> when you take a look at some of the brands that aren't super ultra high-end brands that are coexisting like gani bash like even uh, canada goose that's listed as being on the, that same third floor uh, a lot of them rely on that foot traffic of of random shoppers coming through as well for sales Whereas when you have like Balenciaga, Alexander McQueen, Valentino, like those are heavy weighted brands that people come specifically for that to be able to spend that price tag of 5,000 or whatever that high end price tag is. So that those names come with some heavy power and assumptions that may be deflecting for some foot traffic. So I'm just wondering if there's going to be an impact for those guys. I think they're going to drive traffic to that floor, just given some of the brands that are there. And I think given the attraction even of Canada Goose to a consumer segment, even though there's one about three blocks away on St. Catherine Street, like a big standalone Canada Goose. But um, I think that maybe it's a good strategy. I mean, like you said, some people may be intimidated to go to that floor, but if they know that they can get, you know, Bash as a brand, uh, Perhaps that'll drive foot traffic there. Um, also, they've got a, uh, a Comme de Garçon shop. It's either Play by Comme de Garçon or um, another sub-brand. It's not that expensive compared to uh, well the mainline Comme de Garçon, which is kind of hard to find. Um, so, uh, 
maybe, yeah, I think mixing it up might make a little bit of sense in terms of you're going to have some women come up there and maybe they'll find, you know, a, a ball man skirt that would be really great. And uh, maybe it's even on sale. Who knows uh, that they, they might not have otherwise gone and seen. So that, that could be strategic as well. I'd love to speak to a store planner and just get their uh, overall insight into the way that the store was laid out. Cause a lot of this is just through my own observation. <laughs> yeah. Well, and just moving upwards in the building, uh, the fourth floor has menswear and we did have an article back in April, 2019 as that floor opened. So I wasn't quite sure if there's anything you wanted to touch upon that might be different, or is it pretty much the same as what is in the article from 2019? Yeah, there hasn't been a ton. Uh, there's about 25 uh, vendor shops there that are almost all concessions on the on the men's floor. It's beautiful. Again, it's about 40,000 square feet. Uh, you know, the largest luxury men's floor in Montreal. It's got an entrance into the Four Seasons Hotel. Um, it's really, if you're ever in the store, definitely go into the Four Seasons and check it out. There's a really great restaurant on that floor in the Four Seasons as well. Um, they've introduced a few new, I mean, and Holtz does this a lot. They've introduced a few new brands into, uh, the men's floor. I'm just trying to find what those, uh, uh, names were, or oh, was like Berluti and Isabel Morant, Dries Van Noten. So they've added a few brands in there and, uh, Fendi has not opened its men's shop on that level yet. So it's been over a year, interestingly enough, but it's coming. I, I talked to uh, one of the managers of Fendi in Toronto and they were saying that, um, in Montreal, this is all coming. It's just, uh taking a little bit more time than they expected. Mm -hmm. They bring in their fixtures from Europe. I know that from Italy, actually. So um, who knows what's uh, actually, I think that was the, the answer right there. I think some of it was stuck in transit. Same mm -hmm. thing with the carpet for the Valentino boutique. Apparently. Yeah. Well, and when I look at what's left in the article, it's the fifth floor personal shopping and the Tudor hall. So do you have any kind of insights on that? Because the photos of the personal shopping look great as well as the updates to the hall. Yes, yes. The fifth floor uh, of Holt Renfrew Ogilvy looks really interesting. Uh, it's not your traditional retail floor in terms of its offerings. Uh, it's got uh, personal shopping suites, including the apartment, which is uh, very much a luxurious space that you can go into and uh, um, sit down and be pampered and they'll bring you flowers and, and whatnot. Um, they're saying that the personal shopping suites are about 4,700 square feet. They say it's the largest in the whole Renfrew uh, chain of stores. Although we did an article about the Vancouver store um, a couple of years ago, I think it was in 2017. Um, their per, they said their personal shopping suites were a total of 6,000 square feet, oh. but Wow. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know which is bigger, but the Montreal ones look very, very different. They're stunning. Um, you know, they've taken the historical architecture of the building and have integrated it into the design uh, of the shopping suite. So the apartment is, you know, very much a beautiful white space with crown moldings and trim and beautiful millwork and a fireplace. And um, I'm just going through the photos now and there, you know, there's beautiful windows and it looks like a very fine apartment that you would see in New York City because we don't have many homes like that in Canada yeah. outside yeah. of, I guess, probably Montreal. There's a few in some of the older buildings and there's five personal, um, five other uh, shopping suites in there. Each of them look very, very nice. And uh, um, they've really done an incredible job. I think with the apartment they're saying here that they've got uh, a seating area, they've got an, a separate dining room, um, there's a salon area and a dressing room and uh, it, it's really for the high-end customer to be pampered and not have the, the general public scene with them or, you know, being around them. It's probably great for celebrities or, um, you know, someone with a lot of money who wants privacy, essentially. And the fifth floor also has, and uh, I'm not sure what they're going to do with it, but there's a large space called the Tudor Hall. It's 
It was a 300-seat music facility. Um, it was built in 1928 uh, with the whole with the Ogilvy Building, I should say. It's been refurbished. There's a photo in the article, and it looks beautiful. Yeah, it looks like a big party area, big seating area, um, painted white, historical. Again, you've got the beautiful old millwork and everything in there. And uh, the renovation to Holt Renfrew Ogilvy overall, I think, has been... Uh, uh, just tremendous. Uh, this this has created a new epicenter for luxury shopping in Montreal. Um, it's really, I think, until Royal Mount is built, whatever is going to happen there with luxury, um, which I believe is happening. I mean, Holt Renfrew Ogilvy downtown is really the place to be. I mean, there are places like, say, Harry Rosen and whatnot that uh, carry menswear and a few other fine lady shops, but uh, there's nothing even close, I would say, anywhere in Quebec <laughs> in terms of a luxury brand offering anything close to Holt Renfrew Ogilvy at this point. Craig, thank you for going through the popular content from Retail Insider over the past week. And thank you to our listeners for being with us today. Please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast, and we would appreciate it if you left a review with your podcast provider to help others find us too. And just a gentle reminder, we do have an email newsletter that you can subscribe to that goes out every weekday morning, and it has a link to the Canadian news from around the web that we've curated from the previous day, as well as links to our recently published articles exclusive to Retail Insider. If you go to our website, retail-insider.com, you can find the subscribe area towards the bottom of our main page, and then you can get that email into your inbox every morning. So thanks everyone for listening. And Craig, thanks for chatting and chat with you next week. Thank you so much, everyone. Bye for now.